Uh, Crusaders and friends, or Pathfinders as we call you here, welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, the dedicated Ashes of Creation podcast, now running 46 episodes strong, where our dedicated Pathfinders venture into weekly episodes discussing theorycrafting, game updates, community, your questions, and all news, all things Ashes. Uh, shout out to our Patreon supporters over uh, on Patreon.com, and shout out to uh, all subscribers on Twitch. We are on DLive today. Sub button coming soon, trademark, hopefully. DLive, get at me, boo. Come on, man. Um, on that note, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Sir Daedalus. Everybody. So, yeah, um, quick announcement. I don't even know. I don't even know what this is. Daedalus, would you like to tell us? So we had a discussion last week and, you know, some ideas were thrown out. So my wife and I uh, put my uh, put our heads together and I'm going to, you know, say mostly my wife. I had the idea. She had the vision and the execution here, but she came up with a little something I'd like to call baby powder bling. So I wanted to show everybody we got a little light <laughs> forged baby powder. So I'm going to be wearing this for the stream today in honor of our light forge baby powder. That's so. great, dude. Wow. Can we say that one more time, please? Sure. Light forge baby powder in the house. Look at that. Smack. Oh, man. Picture it rolling. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea that was coming, but that's great. I honestly didn't know. I did. I did before we got we got started, though. I did go like, dude, I, I just I feel like in my gut, I feel like this might. Yeah, you put that bling on. Yeah, Pathfinder, you wear that bling, that Life Forge baby powder bling. There we go, little baby powder bling for everybody. You look like you've like earned one. Um, you look like you've earned one bad deed at like Mardi Gras, though. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna go with it because hey, even even they need that out there in in the uh, swamplands. I don't know. You anyway. gotta call attention some way. So <laughs> clearly it's but it's a good deed. It's a good, oh my god, dude. Bad deeds get the baby powder. Bad deeds good get deeds. the light for forge baby powder right across that face, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Everyone, welcome today. We uh here today in episode 46, <clears throat> the scholar, as we've kind of come to call it. We're gonna be talking about the most recent blog post, uh, April 10th, last week. Uh know your nodes, scientific node type. So this is a really cool episode, I think, mainly because where's our uh, image? There it is. The peon got to work, man. Must have been a little concerned about getting with that light forge baby powder across the face if it didn't get to work. So know your node scientific node type. I'm going to tell you why I'm excited about this right now, because I guess I should stop right there for a second. Nah, I'll do it at the end. It's cool. What's he got to tell us? I have a little announcement, too, actually. For everybody that's here but i'm not gonna tell you yet some people know only the cool kids if you want to be a cool kid too you should probably get at me boo and i'm rhyming today it must be that necklace man it must be that life forge baby powder yeah congratulations it's coming good job <laughs> good job lucky um so know your node scientific node type uh this is a great great day for us because we talked about how like if we could just get something substantial Something that we could work with a little bit. Something new. Like, we've been pretty supportive about the, the fact that most of the blog posts were, at least for us, 
as as the veterans that we are like for us this is not has not been very new information uh but luckily um we got some new information because uh, everything up until now has kind of been regurgitated for for us as veterans not for the the people who don't track the game the people who don't track the game this was great it's great because it's been put in place. We've been talking about how it's really good that they've been putting this up there, kind of putting things on the website, putting it at the core, at the homepage. We need that there. I totally am on board with that. I support it. I've said it a lot already. So here's here's kind of my thing. Know your node scientific node type. New information, friends. And we're going to break it down a little bit today, talk about what we like about it, what we're kind of excited about, maybe even a little bit of like speculation, right? Um, cause we like to do that here when we have the opportunity and we have an opportunity today. So every node type is different, right? In this article, they're going to basically go over, um, the different like kind of levels to the node type. And I'm just going to summarize it a little bit. I'm not going to like dig into it too much. If you want to read up on it and you haven't already, here's the link for those in chat here on D live. As I say, had to do it, man. Had to, <laughs> oh, that wasn't too loud for you on YouTube. And if it hurts, it's cause you're probably in the wrong um anyway there's a disclaimer on here right saying the game's still in development keep in mind these things are subject to change it's good they put that on there it's important but we're going to talk about right the last node video or not video the last actually no that was dev diary the last node uh post that we got that was related to just kind of information was know your nodes advance and destroy which we got a little bit of information from that was new this one though Definitely set it all aside because we really got the goods on this node type. So this really excited me because now I'm going, oh, I want to look at the other ones. I want some insight into the other ones. If they can deliver, from my perspective, like they delivered on this one, this is just going to be great. It's just going to be great for the community. So what makes it different, right? And I love this. This, this got me cheesing, man. We haven't used that term since the 90s. <laughs> this got me cheesing, which means smile to all you younger folk out there. A great Varen philosopher once stated, to know the gods, we must first know ourselves. Science is our looking glass. Ooh, that's tasty. I love it, man. I love this nerdy stuff. So each location, right, is going to focus... Uh, sorry, each location focuses the essence in different ways, allowing for interactions with essence that yield a variety of results. Nodes exist near these locations in the world that focus the essence, and one such focus is that of the scientific node type. Those who seek knowledge, technological advancement, and want to understand why the world is the way it is will find the scientific node is for them. This is legitimately all about learning. So, the best part is they talk about how it's even going to look as they're out on an expedition, right? Out in the wilderness on an expedition. Like I could just imagine them like maybe there's like this little caravan that stopped for a moment and you see all these guys in like robes, maybe uh, they just look like the scholars that they are just out there around a fire, you know, they're kind of new, you know, we all came through this portal together. Right. And this clan of science, not scientists, but scholars, are like kind of on their way to kind of figure out where they're going to be. And so this is an early indicator for when this node is developing and you're kind of, cause you're going to know, we talked about this before, right? It's that little encampment in the very beginning, that little 
small little group. And we saw it in Alpha Zero. It, it's a small, small little set of people in one location. That's how a node, that's how a node starts. Right? You're out there running along and you just like imagine the world opening. And you come through the portal. You're starting the game and you venture out doing the questing, whatever it is. And as you're out adventuring, you come across just a small group. You you think to yourself, like this is maybe a few people, not as NPCs, because that's like by a small caravan. We clearly aren't probably doing that yet on Vera as right. players. Mm-hmm. Right? So you go, oh man, this has got to be a node. That's how you know a node's forming. Otherwise, it's a wilderness. So that's the cool thing is like, what's it going to look like? So they're talking about in these, in these, uh, in these specific type of nodes that there's going to be quest lines that reward crafters, gatherers, those who are seeking the highest reaches of an art of artisan knowledge. Right? So what do we hear? We hear artisan knowledge. We hear my professions. If I want to maximize my professions, I'm probably going to need to like go here. So, they go through it in this article, which God, you guys have got to read this if you really want some juicy morsels. Uh, but they say here, the thing I'm going to read out that's really important is specialization in artisanship and construction mechanics are granted through many of the NPC merchants and through the ancillary quest points within the scientific node type. And this will unlock abilities with many professions and allow specialization in the gathering, processing and crafting aspects of the artisan system. So three types. So we get that, right? Makes me wonder like how these other node types are going to like play into artisan systems or, you know, things of that nature, right? But anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Before I kind of like go in here and talk about some of this stuff, like what was your like overall kind of like vibe or your kind of thoughts once you started reading through this? Um, First and foremost, I think Intrepid brought the thunder or maybe should I say the baby powder? <laughs> Um, you know, I think it was the one of the, you know, it was exactly what we were asking for, right? Yeah. Um, the first detailed, you know, post that we got a bunch of new info. Um, I'm specifically happy with the fact that the scientific node they went with first because it speaks to both kind of my crafter at heart and my storyteller's soul. I mean, I love the idea of the library and having it be a way that the story of the server could be kind of be that archive. Um, I'd really be interested to see how this would actually work in the game from a UI standpoint, how you would, how it interacts with other mechanics. They've talked about previously like the tavern and then battle map, because there's definitely some crossover that I see from their prior um, blogs talking about, you know, how points of interest, you know, new monsters, et cetera, you know, are going to be showing up on this battle map. So you can kind of quote unquote plan your attack. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I just, and I just keep thinking, you know, months, years of play in this game and being able to recall what happened when the server first opened and being able to read those stories and go back and have a, a record of what choices the server made. I think they're really going all in with this idea of a server and a community identity. This definitely brings back a lot of what I was originally hyped for about Ashes. Um, So I'd have to say, you know, the lore nod, talking about the essence and how that, 
I mean, it had kind of, and I know Steven's going to probably get me for this one, but it kind of had a Force vibe. And I know how anti-Star Wars he is. <laughs> so I thought that was, you know, pretty ironic um, that he would go with the Force vibe with the essence. Um, I may or may not call him out on that um, at yes. some point in the future. But I, can think but of a point I did like, yeah, at some point in the future. <laughs> but the, I did like the fact they were kind of starting out with a nod to the role play aspect of it. Um, and I know that's not um, necessarily, you know, what people, you know, go to in this day and age. They're more focused on, okay, what's, you know, this, this system like or that system like. I like the fact that they're already leading with a very story-driven MMO. Um, that is something that, you know, I think um, – we don't have enough of like really good st storytelling MMOs and the fact that crafters are front and center. I mean, that again, makes me feel like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I want to see in this game. I mean, there's probably some other points, but we can kind of talk yeah. about them a, a little bit later um, just to kind of give ourselves some back and forth here. But, right. but I have to say, you know, this, this was definitely, what we were looking for in terms of structure and level of detail. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, I get into the stuff when it's like, you give me a quote, like you're starting to talk about the lore a little bit. So we're going to talk about some of the unique buildings, right? And this is where I kind of feel like the best way to go through this. Like I, I want to break it down. I do. I want to, I want to read through this. I want to read this to people and, and we'll talk about unique buildings, right? So they say each node has a unique building associated with it. And with this particular uh, node, it's the library, right? That's that's our, this is the unique building for the scientific node, the library, right? And the one thing I like here is they said, some utilities can only be used by citizens of the scientific node, which will be revealed in alpha and beta tests. But they did mention what one of those things is, right? Mm -hmm. And... I'm going to back up before I jump ahead of myself here, right? But this is the thing that's really cool is they start talking about blueprints. Mm -hmm. um, so in the scientific node type, the unique building is a building of knowledge and learning or library. Many quest lines and professions will intersect with the scientific node. And at every stage beyond level three, <clears throat> it offers blueprints for buildings. Okay. Along with tools and reagents for gathering and crafting. So then they're going to outline it in blue, right? Talking about how some of this stuff is specific to citizens, right? Now, some of the things that you have access to are specific to citizens. So let's look at level three. All right. At this, at this level, the village stage, right? Here's what you get. You get the ability to look over the history, narrative of events when they occurred, right? On the server. Locations and last known quantity of gatherable resources, which that's pretty cool. Locations and inhabitants of new dungeons or points of interest that have spawned, right? Runic power stones for armor, which I want to shelf this until we get through the different stages, because I'd like to talk about what we think we think this is. Um, common armor and weapon recipes level 25 and under. So well, they talked about how like there's three tied to this, right? If we go back up. There is, give me a moment, I apologize. Uh, so gathering, processing, and crafting aspects. All right, so we know gathering and processing, 
crafting aspects. I'm kind of wondering where this ties into because now that we're talking about armor and weapon recipes, I'm thinking, so if I'm a blacksmith or armor, armor smith or whatever, those are my professions. Clearly, there's going to be some pretty, there's going to be a high level of significance to wanting to be associated to this. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to be that master crafter, clearly, you need to be, you need to be here. You need to have access to this. So that's at like the level three. Let's talk about forward town stage. Mm -hmm. So it's literally like everything previously. You get that here too. Also, component identification for non-legendary item deconstruction. So now we know that legendaries can be broken down. All right, this is something I wondered. I remember it was episodes, episodes back now, back around earlier times of APOC being in alpha, was called alpha one. Phase one, mm -hmm. the confusing moment we had in the past where people were like, what, what? Back during this period, I remember Casino came on. I can't remember if you were here or not for this episode, but it was mm -hmm. one Casino was here on, and we talked about legendaries. And we talked about whether or not they could be broken down, whether they decayed, etc. So this is pretty cool because we know legendaries are a big deal. They're not going to be easy to get. It's not like World of Warcraft. You, every, you get a legendary and you get a legendary and you get an artifact and you get an artifact and you get, hello, come here. The most amazing hero I've ever seen. A fraction of them are even worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so we know the legendaries are going to be extremely useful, important, and not for everybody. And we now know that it can be broken down. Certification on of tier one building schematics. Mm -hmm. Unique and rare drop information for surrounding areas. So now we're not just talking about gatherable materials or points of interest for monsters and stuff. Now we're getting uh, rare drop locations. Uh, concentrated essences for the creation of armor enchantment stones. Runic power stones for weapons. So I'm hearing armor enchantment stones, runic power stones. These are like your enchantments. These are your... Mm -hmm. You know, are they going to make our stuff glow, Steven? <laughs> Speaking of the force, just rolling it back, man. Um, <laughs> people were just talking about that video of Castle Siege stuff, right? With, yeah. hey, man, you're awakening the force in Vera. Is that, I'm just saying, maybe we got to do more of like the enchantment, like, I don't know, World of Warcraft enchantments, because those right. are cool. Essence will be with you always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not the force even right hmm. common armor and weapon recipes level 35 and under so we're starting to get incrementally higher right you can get from this level and below this level and below so it starts to edge upward the higher our stages are right common glyphs for the creation of accessory enhancement scrolls huh let's go to level five so we went from the we went from library now it becomes a college at level four town stage. Now it becomes a university level five city stage, edging our way up to the metropolis here. So everything prior and not limited to feels like I'm looking at a Kickstarter for a minute here. Component, identif <laughs> <laughs> component identification for legendary item deconstruction. Certification of tier two building schematics. Concentrated essences for the creation of weapon enhancement stones. Runic power stones for accessories, common armor, and weapon recipes level 45 and under. Up another 10 levels now. Certification of freehold adjacency bonuses for building. Hmm. Common glyphs for the creation of armor and weapon enhancement scrolls. Artisanship mastery qualifications. 
now we're talking about some of this. If you're a crafter and these particular trades tie in specifically to this, you want to be doing this. Mm -hmm. So this changes the game already, right? Mm -hmm. Level six Metropolis level, the Academy. Right? Everything before new services include components for legendary item repair. Oh, we can't just break them down. We can repair them too. So now they decay and can be repaired. Oof. People working out of this area. I mean, I, can you just set your price on repairing someone's legendary then? Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much investment it'll actually yeah. take. I mean, clearly, uh -huh. if you're at this stage, you've got kind of a server level investment on building a node. Yeah. Now you now for those, you know, hopefully not few, <laughs> but, you know, for those dedicated folks that actually get to that stage too. Yeah. It's definitely a name your price type of situation. Mm -hmm. And this seems the science node seems pretty powerful. So I'm be really interested in, you know, future blogs to see yeah. how this stacks up to the rest. Um, Cause it feels like you're going to need to at least have, a, you know, a science node be a primary, if not the primary node you're wanting to level first to kind of progress. So yeah, Wisp, uh, one of my mods brought up a good point, wondering how the crafting process will be in regards to repairing or enhancing, et cetera. And I, I was like, yeah, or grindy. Like, are you have to go collect a bazillion items to do it? Is it going to be like, you know, I'm the one and I just need to have a few things and you know, since I worked hard to get to this point, maybe I've got to do it at the, at the, you know, at the academy. Maybe there's like some resource here. And this is the thing <clears throat> that I'm going to lead into. Because what that question is, well, what else do we get at the academy level? Certification for tier three building schematics. We talked about legendary repairs. We talked about uh, those things. How concentrated essence for the creation of accessory hands and stones. So concentrated to me, just stronger, more powerful. Common armor, weapon, recipes, all 50 and under. Max level now and below. Legendary glyphs for the creation of armor and weapon enhancement scrolls. Profession mastery qualifications. Relic and legendary crafting benches. Legendary freehold schematic certifications. Oof. I mean, this is some pretty powerful stuff. This. Yeah, I would agree. And and like even the crafting um, wisp, could, you know, good observation there. You know, wonder how fun crafting will be. Mm -hmm. I know at one point this was brought up and Jeff talked a lot about the, um, I want to say it was the EverQuest 2 mechanics where it was almost like a mini game. So it wasn't just like, well, yeah. you know, click, you know, a hundred times and get something. There was some level of uh you know a mini game in there is to make it interesting right mm -hmm. maybe there's a lot of a lot of options versus just okay you know click and make a hundred swords and hope you get one to proc kind of situation so right. I, I did like the progression here and again it kind of comes back to my thought is you know if you're really wanting to progress it feels a, a, not necessarily just as a crafter but even as just a pve -er or a pvp or you're going to need to have a high level science node or have that science node level with you as kind of the base level of the server goes up because crafting was supposed to be one of the main sources of gear, right? So it just feels like right now 
it's making this choice of leveling a science node really relevant. So I'm, again, it comes back to, and I'm hopefully we'll hear a little bit more, I get a bigger, you know, understanding of this as more of the node blocks come out is what's your prioritization should be. And is there going to be an ever shifting meta or is it always going to be level your science node first? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and it's like, like you said too, like what, what are the other, attributes going to be to the other node types, right? We, we, we've gotten some information. We've talked about it before here, but I mean, specifically like on this level, what, what are the perks going to be? Uh, how competitive is it? You know, cause I'm from, from my perspective, I'm thinking if enchanting's in a profession, artisan class, right? Yeah. Alchemy too, probably. All right. So alchemy, you got enchanting, you've got uh, and maybe armor, blacksmithing, you can call it blacksmithing, or we can go black, you know, armor crafting or weaponsmith. I mean, which one? I'm expecting there's going to be a branch in that. Mm -hmm. It just feels like that's how they wanted to do it. Like right. there's a tree of some sort. Right. And, and either one you were to choose, still this is like going to be a place you're going to want to be associated with. You're going to want to have some level of investment here. Um, and one of the things that I thought was really cool was the identification part of yeah. it, too, because that's, you know, old school kind of RP, old school, you know, Diablo, where yeah. you had to identify something before you knew what its power was. Yep. So I'm wondering if that's like a progression path for, like, say, an enchanter or, you know, a specific crafter, like I can identify, you know, special properties and metals and a sword if i'm a swordsmith or what have you i mean this just brings so many more layers to crafting that have been really glossed over in just about every other game i mean even the ones that had decent crafting systems guild wars 2 comes to mind where it, it kind of felt really logical in guild wars 2 um it just there's so many more layers here that it's like we keep you know peeling back the onion with all these different levels on the node um, yeah, it just, I don't know. I haven't even, we haven't even touched on the fact, you know, all the freehold stuff in here, right? The different schematics, the bonuses. So there's just, there's just so much for, you know, crafters to sink their teeth into. And plus the fact that it's not only, um, it's a, there's a construction aspect to this too, right? Yeah. And what do you need to siege a node? You need people that can construct things like siege weapons, etc. So again, now comes into play this science node. What's the strategic of importance of a science node if you want to wage war against another node? Yeah, that's the thing I was looking at. You know, it's like <clears throat> legendary crafting benches, legendary freehold schematic certificates. And I always wondered too, like, so they're talking about certification for mm -hmm. these building schematics, right? The, the word certification is used on here a good bit. Mm -hmm. Certification of freehold adjacency bonus bonuses for building, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the, we already talked about the, the different tiers and everything. So I hear certification and I'm like, how is certification going to work? Like, is it a matter of yeah. if I'm a crafter? Because I think we even talked about this before. Like, how cool to be if you go and you find, you know, and this is where I'm going, identification maybe. How cool would it be if you're out there in the wilderness, you know, the snow is just cleared on a path you're traveling through. Uh, you haven't been able to get through here in ages, you know, or whatever. You get through, you you 
find somebody who wasn't there before, you know, maybe populates based on your race, your, your class, your artisan type or whatever. Uh, Cause we know that they're trying to really make it to where like the possibilities aren't just so it's not so linear. Like, it's not like that progression path isn't going to work that way. Well, if, if um, <clears throat> the artisan classes don't work that way either, how cool if you're out there doing your thing, farming, gathering, you come across something, a quest pops and not like, not like, oh, I picked up something from a node I was like, uh, or a, cra- a gathering node that I was like farming, right? I didn't mm-hmm. just went and pick an herb and, oh, what's this? There's like some kind of sticker on this flower. Let me go find out who this belongs to. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone, yeah. So, I mean, you know, some there's like that kind of finding things. And then there's like more specific to you as a player. You run across some NPC that maybe no one's run across and maybe it just pops for you. Then maybe you get this thing you got to go back and you got to identify. Then maybe once you identify, you got to certify with it. What's that look like? Or a certification like, oh, congratulations, we're level six now. Um, you can just go to this bookshelf over here and click on it and choose what you want to get a building schematic for. You know, I, I'm hoping it's not on that end of the spectrum. I'm hoping it's a little bit more. And this is just a nerd's wishful thinking for MMORPG, <laughs> right? I get that it, it isn't always going to be this way. It's just how cool to be if this is the way we find things. This is the way we certify in them. This is the way that we actually come to discover some unique item that we can craft that now sets us apart as a blacksmith or armorsmith or weaponsmith or whatever you want to call it. And now mm-hmm. that's how we are the only, you know, we're one of the few people, few who found this, who can make this. Mm-hmm. So now you're the guy or gal for that item. Yeah. Make it about the discovery, right? Yeah. Not necessarily have it be kind of linear, have it be organic. Um, you know, definitely. I, I liked the idea um, in other games where you could, you know, in order to discover new recipes, new things, you had to kind of experiment a bit. I mean, I don't, there is, was some RNG in those other situations. I'm hoping that it's more, you know, again, logical. It makes sense to kind of do those kind of things, but it's nice to have kind of surprise things happen Mm -hmm. too. Um, You know, and, and, and allow people to, you know, gravitate to a node um, because they want to grow their knowledge, right? Whether in this case, in the science node, it's grow their crafting knowledge, be a, you know, a better artisan in some form or another. And, and what does that mean to invest that time and reward somebody for investing time? Have it not be grindy per se, have it be about, you know, that happy accident. Hey, I just discovered this new recipe for a sword or, you know, I found this rare plant that only spawns in the winter time or something like that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a little bit of detective work would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. I'd like some detective work. I mean, I'll be honest about it. I really would. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. So I'm looking at, all right, superpower. We're going to go back and do some skimming here. Actually, you know what? I don't want to go. I don't want to go down further. Legendary freehold schematic certificates. I can't I can't just pass this stuff up and just go down and skim through. I got I, we got to talk about this. Legendary freehold schematic certificates. 
what's a legendary freehold schematic going to be? That's a very good question. I had that same one when I saw that. I'm like, so what? what's the other rarities look like? And why is it yeah. important to have a legendary version of it? What does that give you? Does that give you more bonuses or something, right? I mean, I think that's the kind of things that kind of slide in there and you kind of read it once and then you read it again. You're like, wait, what does that mean? I want to know more, right? Yeah, because I look at that and I'm just like, is freehold schematic it doesn't even say what the schematic is related to freehold schematic to me is a vague thing because i'm going we know that we can have multiple buildings on a on a freehold right Mm -hmm. i mean is it possible that this is what you need in order to have more buildings on your freehold plot yeah how do you upgrade it (laughs) and what are the other rarities i mean it's like an epic level schematic something that you don't because this is the only time legendary freehold schematic right do we and see freehold schematic be before farming this? to build that legendary? Oh. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole different question, my friend. That's a very different question. Uh, I don't even want to think about that. I'm just hoping that the <laughs> RNG gods of Vera, Sandal Lord, I'm talking to you, don't go ridiculous, grind your face into the dirt. Just saying. I'd rather go. I mean, how do we earn them? Are we going to earn them? How are we going to earn it? Is it just going to be simply going and farming it mm-hmm. for however long? Or is it going to be, is this a process going to be something different? Like, I don't know. Is it going to be caravan related? Is it going to be like trade related? Is it going to just be picking 10,000 herbs or something? God, no. Yeah, hopefully not that. That is not I mean, the path. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that I really like, and they, I think they brought it up in the Nodes live stream they did, is that you're going to make choices as you build your freehold. So it's in, in a way, it's kind of space management, inventory management type of thing. So it'd be interesting, again, right, another way they can make choices matter, because I still, I mean, I feel like this blog out of all the others really defines, or at least starts to define how choices can matter, yeah. right, in what the server invests in and how you're managing your resources and kind of what choices you're making in your citizenship. I mean, these are, and we don't know a lot about the other nodes. So, you know, hopefully there's some competitive advantage depending on the situation on what node you really want to invest in. But it really does make me think about, you know, what, I guess what those different choices will be and, you know, how, relevant will those choices be over time will it be more relevant to have a science node first will it be more relevant to potentially have a military node first and why so this is it just it brought up a lot of questions and i think before in the the past our questions were pretty static we were like when are we going to get new information (laughs) now we have wait a minute you gave us all this information now what does that mean i just feel like the the momentum with this is a lot more positive now that we have things to kind of think about and our theory crafting, you know, have a chance to branch out. So I think Mm -hmm. it's great. And yeah, the superpower thing, I was like, you know, we had heard of, and again, this is a way they're presenting this information that I thought was really smart because a lot of people knew, okay, a science node, you had fast travel, but you didn't really know, as much about the mechanics of how it works 
Yeah. It's really neat to be able to, and I know I'm stepping ahead a little, but I like the fact that they have all these different layers and depending on what you invest in, you kind of gain a benefit at a trade-off, right? You might not be able to level something else, or you might not be able to progress something else if you invest more in a science node. But yeah. is that, you know, cost benefit or, you know, trade-off choice, again, makes you really think about it, where you invest your time as a player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so let's talk about this superpower. Each node type has a superpower granted to the node. Let's just talk about what this one is. Scientific superpower is teleportation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Between every node in the ZOI. I thought that was like, wow, wow that's pretty strategically significant in my opinion, especially yes. when they start talking about like special events with rare. I mean, it again, it just like makes me think, okay, well, what type of, competitive advantage or what superpower are these other nodes going to get that's going to compete with something like this now you're talking about i don't want to say a spreadsheet simulator because I, I don't think steven ever really called it that with uh with um the early discussions i know something like eve online had kind of that type of feel where you really needed to manage a lot of things but it still feels like you're going to have to have a lot of resource management you're going to need to be able to get you know, get two materials first, right, to have that advantage. This just seems like a really, you know, super powerful ability to have, but it's also going to take a while to get invested in. So, you know, it's just there's so many layers, so many different types of progression here. Yeah. I just love how deep you can get into this and say, okay, if you really want to, you know, be, you know, at the forefront, you've got to level a science node and get that teleportation capability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so what if, uh, I mean, what if, um, there was like more than one scientific node metropolis around the, uh, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You go, you go, go full Superman. You got an airship. <laughs> yeah. You get an airship. So check this out. We're talking about citizens of, we talked about this in the beginning, right? How their citizens right, have certain perks yeah. to the node. So <clears throat> citizens of the Metropolis scientific node can teleport between the Metropolis node and any nodes that are currently vassals of the Metropolis, regardless of their node stage. Okay. Does that even mean encampment? That's a lot of traveling. So, Essentially, long as a vassal node is not at war, right? Uh, the citizens of vassal nodes may teleport to the metropolis and back to their vassal node as well. There are multiple scientific metropolises. You get the airship, which will provide significantly faster travel between uh, those scientific metropolises for citizens of those nodes and their vassal citizens. The two scientific metropolises were at war, then the airships would shut down. So you don't have that route of transportation if one or the other or both are in conflict, period, right? So this is how we're talking about how, oh, and this is the thing too you were talking about, right? They'll be able to exchange goods and information with ease, get to locations of the world at quicker speed in order to gather crafting materials, create recipes, as well as participate in limited time events. So I go to my library, academy, whatever, and I go, 
man, where was that boss spawning at? Where was that uh, that mo most recent drop that I've been really going after? Uh, where's the, the, the rarest items dropping at? Let me check this out. Okay, where's that at? Okay, how can I get there quicker? Okay, poof, teleportation. Mm -hmm. Not running around on my horse for like 30 minutes to get there. None of that. Only if you're a citizen of this scientific metropolis or vassal node, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are a crafter, specifically a gatherer, I would say, this is going to be important because this is going to allow you to be more efficient in gathering, I would say. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Best stuff's at. Get there quickly, especially if there's other metropolises that are this type. But how many metropolises do we get in the World of Vera at launch? Is it five? Five. Mm-hmm. There's not that many type of, of nodes either. So if you want a metropolis of every type, that's the mm -hmm. majority. Wait, four, right? Divine, mm -hmm. right? Do you have divine? Military, science? economic, yeah. and science. Yep. So four or five right there if you want one of every one. So as we kind of get to the point where we're looking at the militaristic or the uh, divine type or whatever, right? Uh, or the economic type, right? It, as we do this, and you see the perks are like, you want to talk about adding a layer to meaningful conflict. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is And huge. if you're a competing scientific node too, it's kind of in a way, it's a science race that mm -hmm. happens. And then you're, you could, you know, combine forces, potentially both be metropolises and share information. Or you could be like, okay, no, we want to be first. We're going to seed you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just there's again, it just it feels like they're really baking in choice. You know, the science node just seems to be super beneficial, not only from a crafting standpoint, but from a quality of life standpoint, knowing where gatherables are, knowing where content is, all of this seems pretty key. So it makes me think about how that aspect synergizes with the other mechanics that people use to gather information mm -hmm. like the tavern battle map yeah. and all of that and again it's like as opposed to what's happened in other games right you click on an m you hit tab whatever it is you see a map you see where you need to go next right this does in you know allow you to make a choice to go to a library find a node to kind of plan your playtime in a way, which again, it to me, it's more immersive. It may not be as convenient per se, um, but I do like the fact that it's not leaving you totally, you know, out of your element trying to figure out, okay, where do I go next for these quests? Or what should I be doing? What do I want to do? You kind of have a, a frame of reference to do it without leading you by the nose, which is good. Again, it kind of keeps that, in context, you know, of discovery mode. Yeah, I'm looking at what Wisp said in chat too, wondering what the level of troll will be on written content and libraries or the misleading info to keep things quiet. That's a good that's a good point. Right? I mean one of the things too though, right, is again, and it's probably part of the UI piece that I was talking about before, Wisp, but a good point 
is how much of that is going to be player driven. I see the battle map and information getting posted in the tavern to be maybe somewhat more player driven. Whereas this feels like it's maybe more generated or, you know, part of what the server does to gather data, right? You know, what bosses have been killed, et cetera. I think they covered that on the, the From the Ashes podcast. One of the questions was a similar thing to that. Um, yeah, how much of that exactly, how much of that is going to be player submitted information versus what's generated by the server? And, you know, how does that foster interaction? Right. Yeah, and, and how much do they cross over? That's definitely a burning question in my mind. Yeah. Some of this seems, I don't want to say redundant, but it seems like there's got to be a way they work together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see that bigger picture. Yeah, me too. I guess, I mean, I, th- I feel like they, there's got to be like certain things that like you got access only to as a citizen, but it's not going to like, counter you being able to function as a player who wants to have a grasp on the majority of the things in the game. Right. Yeah. But you know, what's brought up a good point too, like the kind of that deterring of information, like let's deter them from thinking this is going on. Let's give ourselves here. This is where I can see communities coming together and going, all right, we have this Alliance. We run this node, right? We're the scholars here. Um, we found out that this is dropping here or something. Uh, we want our guilds to have that edge at that raid. And, you know, I mean, that's just an example, completely speculation off the wall. I don't know. Uh, Intrepid doesn't tell me anything anymore than anybody else here. We, we, we go off of what we have as information, but you know, I'm sitting here and I hypothesize ways that this could be made to be interesting and useful to that because meaningful conflict, they all comes back to meaningful conflict, right? How is mm-hmm. conflict? How, how is change in the world going to, manifest through meaningful conflict the player base is going to be what drives the change in the world and the meaningful conflict the reasons for hiding information the reasons for diverting people from a path or the reasons to conspire against another community or another metropolis is meaningful conflict to give us an edge and and what better edge than uh how can we be more fit to raid or how can we be more fit to equip a caravan to defend itself or PVP? I mean, any of that for a guild war, a sieging a, a, a keep, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about here. And yeah. How do we gather the resources or what information do we you know need to disseminate to the right people? So we have enough to, do whatever we want to do. Like you said, conquer our raid boss, siege yeah. a node, protect, you know, our investments, protect our freeholds. You know, how much of that is going to be, you know, people that are, you know, create accounts, level tunes, get citizenship in certain, you know, nodes just to make sure they're on the forefront of knowing all this information. I mean, mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not something Intrepid's going to stop. You know, they don't care how many accounts you have, right? But it does add this whole layer of intrigue to say, can I really trust anyone? Yeah. At the same time, it is like there's, you know, a thought of, you know, we'll do more together than we will divided. 
there's always going to be those rebel rousers. They're going to be like, no, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground and pretend I'm your friend and then try to take what you have. Yeah, I mean, that happens in the community already. And we're not even yeah. in the MMORPG. This is the nature right. of the beast. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. It's the nature exactly. of the beast. So, I mean, when this we get to a point where this is kicking off, I mean, it's going to be be fantastic, man. Uh, my final takeaway, I'm going to say, because I realized we kind of were doing this in backwards order because I was going to talk about something else first and I just didn't bring it up. Don't know why. I think I was just anxious to get to this. I was ready to talk about it. Um, but yeah, it, this is fantastic information. This is a lot of new information. This is what we've been looking for, what we've been wanting. And I think we're on, on route right now to continue to have this level of information, which is great. But my my takeaway from this is we're really getting some details about how a node will function now. Before, it's really just been speculation and some cook, some breadcrumbs, like just sprinkling the breadcrumbs, right? Or salt. Little, little dusting. Little, little, little dusting. Powder. Dust me. Dust me, y'all. You can dust me with information. Not like which baby powder across the face because I'm the light bringer and we don't do that. Maybe only on Tuesdays. Only on only Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> only on Tuesdays. And then you'll hear me go, dust me. And if you don't know what that means when I say dust me, refer back to said video. Everyone here refer people back to said video. And can we get somebody to gif Daedalus holding that up, please? With the smile on face like, oh, just like, I'm just saying it would be great that that would be epic final thoughts though about this article i mean that's that's where i'm at with it i'm happy about it i would say that like i mean just to echo what you're saying the format of the article was exactly what i wanted and was kind of dreaming about they really nailed it definitely keep it up okay. um you know even being just the first article that we can really sink our teeth into in a long time i'm just yeah. continue to get the sense and, and I'm reminded of player choice being more meaningful than ever in this game. Um, it's starting to sink in to me that guilds may not only need to recruit, you know, different types of players, but make sure those players are spread out over citizenship of multiple nodes to remain competitive. Um, you know, still, you know, without seeing the other nodes, and how it ties into the bigger picture, I can only herald craft at that point. Um, but I would, I would have to say that to me is the most, um, the biggest takeaway for me is that player choice matters. Every stage gives you a trade-off. I, if I invest time in a science node versus another node, this is what I'm going to get. And what is even more exciting is that list that we saw wasn't even exhaustive, right? It's, they didn't want to give everything away, which I appreciate. Um, and as far as, you know, my opinion on what this delivered or if it delivered in comparison to what we've seen in the past. Yes, absolutely. Hell yes. <laughs> this is exactly what we need to yeah. continue. And, and the trend of information sharing that's meaningful, yeah. not things we already know, right? This was definitely... 80% new, 20% stuff we kind of knew already. So right. just, you know, props to MK, props to Intrepid for really kind of getting something very cleanly formatted. You know, I'm I'm loving it. I'm yeah, definitely loving it. 
So the forums got opened back up. We mentioned that this was going to be uh, coming to pass uh, last week, right? And mm -hmm. um, I know we were all like behind the scenes. I was like, we were like, log in, bro. Make sure you log in, dude. Make sure you <laughs> make sure you try to get in on there. And I was like, my name's good, man. I was good. I was able to log in just fine. I didn't have any issues with it. Yeah, um, me too. Couple access issues, but they uh, if you're having issues like with any 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 issue of like a roll of something a backer level roll not being tied to you submit a ticket they they were yeah they were pretty quick about it i've actually got to respond to the email now and it's been one business day so that's great uh kudos on that it sounds like everybody who's like you know backer level stuff is kind of an issue like it seems like if you just kind of like hey kind of sent this in it seems like they're really working to kind of clean that up and get the work done uh, the forums, I've still got to go post the guild recruitment. Uh, I've still got to post some other stuff. I'm running behind on it, but I, I went and looked at it and, uh, you know, good old BCG was being salty and tagged me and I was like tagging him back on like, get at me, bro. What up? <laughs> I mean, light forge bay powder right to the face, buddy. It's for you. All right. Salty. You and your saltines are going to get crushed by the light. I'm just saying he said he preferred the moonlight. Shout out to you, BCG. We love you, man. <laughs> um, only on Tuesdays though, because that's when it can happen easier with the that anyway. The forums are looking pretty good. They are. They mm -hmm. are they're looking clean. The badges are looking nice and tasty. Uh things it, it, something to keep in mind. Pretty much everything we talked about before got archived from before. Like all that stuff is archived. You're really kind of starting fresh right now. So if you had thousands of likes and stuff, oh that sucks. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I like kind of look the completionist in me is kind of happy because I'm like, man, it's going to take me forever to catch up with these guys because I'm like that guy. I'm that achievement guy that's got to have, you know, over 9000 and did and then mm -hmm. some. And, and I'm just going, man, I'm, I feel like I'm behind. I'm not interacting. My numbers aren't looking good. Reset. Awesome. <laughs> Start fresh. <laughs> like, watch me be behind in like a week. You know, it's fine. Exactly. People living on there. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I, I was really happy to see the forums up and running. Yeah. I mean, it was been a pretty positive reception. Yeah. Um, overall, um, you know, I think this was a long time in coming, like yeah. we talked about before. Months. I was actually really interested. There was a thread on the forums that was asking people to vote whether they preferred to get updates via Discord or via the forums. And it was like, so far, it was like landslide, pretty much, you know, everybody felt like the forums was the place. So that's yeah. good. Yes. That's another nod there. Yes. The only, um, I would say, baby powder worthy situation there is there's definitely some trolls on the forums. Mm -hmm. um, I know I was, you know, talking to a few of the community members that there was a, a, a poster that was trolling the roleplay tavern, basically commenting in every thread, hey, where's the ERP at? Seriously, bro. <laughs> but thankfully, those they, you know those threads have been deleted, and you know I'm hoping that you know the poster has been shown the baby powder, as it were, um, by the moderators. But issues aside, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see that we've got a new outlet for the community. It seems very clean and well organized, so definitely a step in the right direction in terms of community management. So once again, props to the community management team. MK and all her homies, we appreciate you. Yo, shout out. Yo, no, honestly though, if you're if you're uh if you're toxic on there and you know, I'm just thinking, gotta be careful, man. You might get dusted and not in the way you wanna be. 
not like on yeah that's right light forge baby powder better be careful man can i get a gif on that please anybody just uh, clip it clip it and gif it at cmorg hashtag 0001 on discord you can shoot that over to me anytime i'd be happy to use that i'll even make it a sticker on d live <laughs> i'll do it <laughs> sorry i'll give you 0.001 percent of my revenue for that sticker usage i can't track that i can't promise that i'm sorry <laughs> i'll tell everyone who you are in the ass though make yeah, a sticker exactly. go viral on d live because on d live we've got stickers some are gifts it's great um we will would be getting we will have a gift for being dusted. Can I get a gift master, please? I could really use one. Can you please like hit me up? Holla, homies. That'd be great. So it delivered. The forums are up and running. Fantastic. I'm really happy because honestly, I don't really care to be on the Discord a lot. Um mm -hmm. I, I kind of watch the news channel. I watch the channels that are, you know, like the PI channel or like the content creator channel, things that are kind of relevant to me mm -hmm. uh, aside from that i don't really i don't really have the time honestly to interact a whole lot more anyway um so i try to like keep my sights on the stuff that's important priority wise and um the forums for me are just like it's for me i feel like it's the best way for me to go and see what's kind of being resonated in the community because i can't go Agreed. back to the discord and scroll all the way up to two days ago when i last had time to check i can get on one day a week though on the forums if i'm if i want to be a minimalist right hop on go go see what's been posted since the last time i was on you all can do it too kind of get the vibe of the community the questions being posed as a content creator it's great because that's uh more documentation as far as like what community feedback is looking like you know you yeah what see, threads are mm -hmm. you know really lighten up mm -hmm, exactly mm -hmm. so i well, mean one of the mm -hmm. oh go ahead no you go you go for it man well one of the th suggestions that i got i wanted to onto the you know the devs and mk watching this um uh, that i thought would be a really cool idea is pacha from um chronicles rp had mentioned to me it would be really nice features if we could select which badge we wanted to show under our account's avatar yeah um, i think that'd be a great idea like <laughs> if you, you know liked a particular badge and it was i don't know completionist or something like that right you wanted to add that in and say okay you know some more completionist X amount of posts or what have you, right? I think that'll be really cool. Just again, to highlight, you know, again, make it something that you can achieve. Like, I really want this badge. This is what I'm going to go for and not have it be like one badge in a sea of like a zillion badges. Have it be one you really want to stand out for. So I thought that was a great way to recognize the community <clears throat> for participating on the forums. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you guys want to like create a badge or whatever and call it the duster, that'd be fantastic too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely have to lobby for the Light Forge baby powder. <laughs> yeah, once. Yo, man, we can like literally, dude. So check it out. If we both get to Pax West, here's the plan. Mm -hmm. You guys will know if you're there and you whatever. If we're both there, you'll know us because we'll both be wearing Light Forge blingy baby powder on the neck. And if I can convince my homie here, my paladin brother from another mother. We'll be wearing like some saggy jeans, some white, white, like, no, probably not. <laughs> That's fine. I just feel like it would match. And then it's like, hey, you come here. And then grab the ball, go, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely have to sign my wife up to make another one of these because I'm like, yeah, we both need to be. And people will either 
admire us or be like what the actual deuce is going on over there <laughs> look it's a great gimmick for ashes like literally i just want to look lucky here's what i love okay if you can make it to where i can crack the top and just you know like press on it and get some dust to come and go <laughs> i just want to go i just want to go i think this this is working i don't want to dust myself but i think you can do it i just don't want to dust myself right now that would just be <laughs> That'd that be beautiful. Be and I would never live that down. Absolutely. And it would absolutely be something I would show to everyone I know on the regular when I'm like, Ashes Pathfinders podcast, you got to check it out, man. Why? Mm, here's a clip. Here's one excerpt from like a, a fantastic moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be like, but I just want to be able to go like this. I want to grab it like it's a holy item, press on it. And as the dust comes up, go dust. <laughs> That would be fantastic. You're welcome. And then I'll just whisper, I'll be like, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm just you, saying. The, the merch is is happening as, <laughs> as it goes. I know, right? Um, so, yeah, let's see. Announcements. I have an announcement uh, that some people have already leaked because if you're in the Crusader community on Discord, uh, you know, as shown and TL from talking to you guys, thanks for that. They, hey, love you guys they're just like totally supportive of the community here and they were like yo sim's gonna have steven on wednesday wait what uh, he doesn't say so i guess here's the announcement i was gonna wait until uh jalone and and they were all kind of got their stuff out of the way got closer to time two days less well yeah two days wednesday 3 p.m central 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern uh, Steven Sharif will be here on this podcast. We're going to have uh, a sandal special, if you will, with the one and only uh, Steven Sharif, CEO and creative director of Ashes of Creation. Uh, so if you have questions, um, Ashes questions in the Discord for the Crusade here, right? Links always in the video. It's on the every profile for where these are at. If you got questions, go in there at, at Daedalus or myself and go, yo, uh, how about this? We're compiling a list. We've got a nice one already. Um, probably going to cut it off by the day before. They already know some might not be on there. But if you want to check it out, yeah, Discord right there in chat if you're watching here on DLive. Um, yeah. So Stephen will be here. This will be probably the first interview. No, I'm, I'm positive. This is going to be the first and only interview uh, with Stephen or anyone from the studio that will be happening specifically and exclusively on DLive now. So DLive community members, holla at your boy. Come check it out. We'll be posting tonight to let everybody know a good two days in advance here almost. Wednesday, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, and 4 p.m. Eastern, y'all. Uh, we will have questions Dayless and I will be asking uh, here on Ashes Pathfinders. So... What a great, what a great uh, interview to have for the show with him on mm -hmm. this platform for the first time. And what better Pathfinder to have on the show than the Pathfinder himself, where this story of Ashes of Creation originated in the first place from his D&D Pathfinder campaign. What a great, what a great, what a great day coming up in two days, you guys. Um, so with that being said, I can't think of anything else. I think we've hit it all. Um any final thoughts? Uh, just wanted to say thank everyone for the support. You know, definitely looking forward to talking with the Sandal Man himself. It'll be, you know, 
episode 47 sandals and baby powder i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes <laughs> of, of sandals and baby powder <laughs> Be like, are you guys trying to clear up some kind of fungus? Listen, be quiet, troll. <laughs> Dusted only on Tuesdays by the light forged baby powder. Better be careful. That, that, that would be fantastic. Yo. I don't know. We might we might confuse yeah. some people, but what what can you do? Right. Just you have to be part of the community. You just yeah, I'm just saying, man. Pathfinders know. Just saying. Pathfinders know. So it's been a great episode. So Daedalus. We have a do we have a stinking thing here? I'm sorry. We were doing it. I on, don't know that we do it in D Live, but D-Live. I can. Yeah, we can run it through. So you can yeah. find me on my website. Ashenherald.com. Uh, you can Welcome also find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald. And my primary content is on YouTube, and that's uh, YouTube.com/slash/c/slash/theAshenHerald. Right. And uh, I'm Seymourg. That's how you say it, by the way. Seymour, uh, I've been your host. Uh, always a pleasure, Daedalus. You can you can catch me and all my stuff and things. Links are always with the videos. The new home of the crusade currently dlive.tv forward slash Seymour. My Twitch is active, uh, but I'm a man of principle. So at this time, I'm not really doing a whole lot there. And uh, I may be in the future, but probably only for Ashes if I am. And until next time... Wednesday, we'll catch you all on stream. Have a fantastic week. Look forward to seeing you all here on Wednesday. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.